Hallelujah. Praise God. Heavenly Father, we praise you. We honor you for your love, for your grace, for your mercy, for your presence in our lives. We thank you for the opportunity and privilege to fellowship with the brethren in unity to seek you to pray and supplicate we know that if we ask anything according to your will you hear us and we have the confidence that you have granted us our petitions. We thank you even as we've engaged over the last three days in 12-hour prayer watches that there have been tremendous workings of God in the background along with angels and ministering spirits attending to the needs, supplications, and prayers that have been offered. We thank you that even as I speak, that so much has taken place, so much has been changed. Hmm. Thank you, Father. The Holy Spirit who continuously effects the dunamis of God. And we thank you that his dunamis is felt in our lives. Thanks a million, Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Good evening. Could you switch on your video feeds, please? Good evening. How are you? I trust you are well. Bless the Lord. I, I hope you enjoyed the prayer watch sessions over the last three days and I hope you earnestly participated in these sessions. We concluded the last session today and as I mentioned in the document 
it's a privilege to be able to congregate rather not congregate but join together with the brethren in prayer and pray according to the word of God and being confident of the fact that as we pray the spirit of God aids us he helps us and that God hears us there's very little known in our day about prayer according to the word of God because I, I, I believe most of the praying that's being done by many of us is emotional prayer you know prayer that gets its uh, impetus from emotions but God does not tell us that he will answer our prayers based on our emotions because it's, it's not emotions that moves God it's it's his word that's why he said to put him in remembrance of his word and declare our case and there's a need to understand prayer from a very legal perspective and I think if more of us did much of our praying based on the word, the legal platform given to us by God, we would have many answers because there'd be less emotions and there'd be more results because true prayer is, is based on the word. True prayer is based on the word of God. So that's why I instructed that we pray according to Matthew 18, uh, verse 18, where the scripture says, whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, showing us the authority that we have. And what better authority than authority that is enjoined in one purpose? Because the scriptures tell us that one shall chase a thousand and two ten thousand and that two in unity are better than 10,000 that are ununited. So I believe with all my heart that even as we have prayed and presented our needs, the needs of our loved ones and supplicated for one another, that the Spirit of God has answered us. He's answered us and I believe we'll begin to see the exceedingly great and beyond our imagination kinds of answers it is important that when you pray excuse me it is important that when you pray you expect an answer right if if you 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 approach a friend or you approached a loved one and made a request to them right a request that they could do for you and you you requested it you wouldn't request it and leave, right? Many times you'd wait for a response. You'd expect a response. You'd almost be shocked if you ask and they don't reply. Whether the reply is yes or no. 
the the most decent thing to do is to reply and thus you would expect a reply correct it is the same with god you you don't ask god and then don't and and don't expect you ask and you expect and the scriptures tells us that if we ask according to his word according to his will he hears us and on the basis that he hears us our confidence is that he has granted us our petition so the expectation is that the the prayer the supplication for which you've presented to god must be answered and we know that if we pray in his name and if we pray according to his will the answer is already provided so it is my expectation and i hope it is yours and i believe it is your expectation as well that the the prayers and supplications that we have offered together to the lord surely have not gone unheard and definitely not unanswered prayer produces consequences prayer produces consequences and you know i was praying a few moments ago and a thought i believe impressed upon me by the spirit of god came into my heart and i began thinking what makes prayer important what makes it significant and what makes it powerful and i believe the reason behind that has to do with understanding really the the platform and the the seriousness with which god takes man i mean god is sovereign right he's sovereign in other words he 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 can do anything his power his capacity is without limits yet in all of that in all his sovereignty in all his omnipotence in 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 is in omnipresence and omniscience in in all his almightiness he chooses to humble himself to our requests to listen to our requests to hear our requests to hear what we think to give us an audience and then if our petitions are consistent with his will he he then does what we ask now i don't think there is any deity that offers that now god offers access to him and the ability to solicit his ability to make him 
And it's almost as though our lives are truly limited by our prayer life. Because when you look at it, God can do anything. But many times, not until we ask. There's a story in the Bible that I want us to look at. And I think it depicts uh, and qualifies beautifully what I'm trying to communicate here. Acts chapter 12, the book of Acts chapter number 12. We need to pray for South Africa. There is a strong erosion of leadership in the country that truly reflects the spiritual depravity which we are in. And I believe it is caused by prayerlessness. How does a nation reject or accept God? You know, years ago, I was in the spirit of God and in the visions of God and I saw Jesus standing at the doors of parliament and he was knocking on the door. Inside, there were men who looked to be like politicians, to look, who looked to be like important personnel within the leadership structure. And Jesus was knocking. And there was commotion. And someone that looked to be very important spoke up and he said, listen. What does he want here? And it's almost like they knew that it was Jesus that was knocking. And they said, we don't want you. Turn back. And the Lord said to me, see, I have called to them. And I think if, if, if you've read um, my book, uh, The Burden of a Prophet, of, or you listen to some of the prophecies, I think we've, we, we, we mentioned this. It, it was one of the visions I think happened while we were in service. And the Lord said, look, they have rejected me. I've, I've called to them and given them opportunity to let me in. And they've rejected me. And then he said, I will bring this nation to its knees. And just like Israel, they shall not see me until blessed he, until they say blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. And 
One may wonder how, how is it that Jesus would say that this nation has rejected him? Uh, you must understand nothing enters except through the permission of the strong man. Strong man means the highest seat in the country. And the government of South Africa has no place for Jesus. And this is partly reason why there's a lack of wisdom in administration in this nation. And also why the nation is crumbling at the rate at which it is crumbling. But I believe just like God said to Abraham that if he found few righteous who were willing to stand in the gap, that he will preserve that nation for the sake of the elect. And it is something that I think must be of concern to you as an individual. It is your responsibility, the country is your responsibility. And God said to Jeremiah, pray for the peace, pray for the prosperity of the city, for in its prosperity is your prosperity. So whether we like it or not, whatever happens in this country negatively impacts us. And it is our responsibility to ask God to pray and ask God to bring stability in our country. Because this country needs stability. It needs stability. It, it's it, the way it's cascading and the rate at which it's cascading is very, very alarming. And there are two ways that stability can be brought into a country. Peace can be brought into a country. There are two ways. I'll tell you, I'll tell you the first one. The first one, I I'm not really for, but both ways are necessary. The first one is a peaceful transition. That means when the cycles of power transition from old to new and which is peaceful, which can happen peacefully. But South Africa, maybe, maybe most of you don't know, S South Africa ideologically is, is a socialist communist nation. It is run on communist and socialist principles. The democratic element is something that is very hidden. It's, 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 it's a front. But, but, but fundamentally at its core, South Africa is a socialist, communist enterprise. That's why it, it fares well with communist countries like China and, and Russia because ideologically, there's an alignment of, of purpose. And it's a problem. It's a problem because what, what socialism and, and communism uh, proposes is the centralization of power to one man. And such that a country is run and governed like a, a kingdom under the dictatorship of one man, which is something that 
really has been the the handicap of South Africa. Now, the second way in which change and stability can come is after a revolution has taken place. Now, there's no revolution that's ever been peaceful. And I'm, I'm saying this uh, prophetically. I'm saying this prophetically to, to help God's people understand where we are in in this country, in this nation. The second way is through a revolution and normally with revolutions, there, there's a lot of civil unrest that takes place because the, the old regime refuses to let the new regime take over. And, and this is really what has a high chance of happening in 2024. There is a high risk of civil unrest. And it's it's not just your normal, the ones that we've been used to, the looting here and there. I'm talking about full-on militia-type civil unrest. And the more I pray about it, the more I realize that this is not God's will. But the tides are pushing in that direction. So we must pray for stability. In one of the visions of God, the Spirit of God showed me that the current president would not finish his term and that something would happen politically and with his health that would prevent him from finishing his his term. And I think that is the best way for the country because should we go into 2024 and we have, I, I don't know I'm talking about this now. I, I think the Spirit of God wants this message to go out. Sh should we go into 2024 with the elections? We may not get the desired result. And things may escalate to a very critical point in our nation's history. Every time a principality is dislodged, in other words, removed, it is all, always signaled by war. If you read the book of Daniel, you, you'll see it very clearly. Wars have, have, have what led to the dissolution of old regimes, old kingdoms, and the establishment of new ones. That's, that's, how, that's how it's 
it's been, that's how it's always been. If you look at World War II, the last world war we had, it rearranged the geopolitical landscape in such a way that the United States was at the helm. And we can see that there's an alignment with, with, with the economic conditions, the global co economic conditions that we have now, which had a similitude to what happened in, in World War II, where Germany was dislodged as the world power. And we saw Germany suffer catastrophic economic uh, 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 consequences. And it's the same thing that's about to happen, but this time with the United States, because there is a change of, and I'm explaining this prophetically to help you understand how all this filters into South Africa. There is a change in, in the global structure. And what the nation that was once first and powerful will now become last. It will now become a fourth power after the world war because war is necessary for arrangement and rearrangement of power structures. Remember when the, 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 the angel said, after, after I am gone, he says, Greece will come. And there was war for, for Greece to come into to power. And this is what we're seeing uh, playing out before our eyes. China is assuming the, the, they are next in line really to become the, the world superpower. And you saw with the war with Russia and Ukraine, when, when Russia asserted its strength in, in the global political uh, 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 landscape, how it, it stood as one man against many nations because it, 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 it was really, it's really uh, giving a stand off against the United States and the West. And guess what? It's been a year into the war and none of the Western powers have really pushed back Russia. It's spiritual. It's very spiritual. And Russia and South Africa, and, and why I'm saying this is because South Africa will become the casualty of what is happening now. We will become the casualty of this global onslaught that's about to take place because of our ties. We are trying to please too many masters. South Africa is trying to appease the West while they are in bed with the East. And because of our industrial uh, economic position in Africa, should South Africa fall, the entire African continent will suffer. So, war is inevitable. World war is inevitable. And South Africa has chosen its side. And South Africa has taken a stance against its own people. And Jesus is not included. So you don't know what happens when Jesus is not the protector of a nation. 
that nation spiritually becomes weakened and vulnerable. So we are at a very sensitive moment in our country's history. And I don't think, I don't think our leaders have the wisdom to navigate us successfully. And it will be bad. But the Bible tells us to pray for those who are in authority for kings so that we may have a peaceable life. And we need to pray for our country. We need to pray for our country at an individual level and also at, at a communal level. We need to pray that God brings a smooth transition. A smooth transition. Because, you know, I've spoken about this so much. I, I, I've, I've shown you and told you the future so much and now that it's here now that it's coming you know sometimes when when you speak things that are are ahead in time it's difficult for people who are who are locked down in the present to you know absorb and fully assimilate uh, what's been said but now the time is near the time is very near and if we don't pray for our country It will be bad and you will be affected. You, you will be affected. There's, there's, there's a, a, a social turbulence that is brewing. And I, I, I don't think we will land safely. Uh, I don't think we will land safely if we, we do not pray. You, you see, many pastors will not tell you this because many of them are blind. And many of them are, are their minds are too politically wired. So it's difficult for the Spirit of God to communicate to them. But we need to pray. And I'm going to request that tomorrow we, we have a 24-hour prayer watch from 6 a.m. to 6 a.m. the next morning and to pray for our country, to pray for stability, to pray for peace in the nation. Because this principality is about to be dislodged.
this is this is a this is a principality that's been ruling this country for for 100 years now 94 years to be exact by the spirit of god and it's it's time for it it's time it's time has expired and and the transition the angels are, are are moving mobilizing to get this principality off and it it doesn't it it wants you, you know like when when the, the bible says when it fell the dragon drew a third of its a, a, a drew its tail and a third of the angels were taken along with him it's one of those. It wants to cause and wreak catastrophe in the land. But we must we must pray and assist the angels of God in achieving the objective because that's really what's holding the destiny of South Africa from moving forward. So tomorrow I want us to pray for, for peace and stability. Okay? So we, we will utilize and, and, and I will ask the watch leaders to begin now organizing uh, their, their people according to their watches, right? And we will use the same model, the same structure. This time we were praying one hour uh, now we'll pray at least 15 minutes right around the clock so you will organize your your leaders and then we, we, we're gonna go into this scripture now but I, I, there was a strong urge from the Spirit of God to really bring this message across and also as a testimony also as a testimony uh, so we're gonna pray for peace and stability in South Africa. We're going to pray for peace and stability in South Africa. And we're going to believe that God is going to answer us. Praise the Lord. There are events, you know, listen to some of the, go watch or listen back to some of the prophecies or read some of the prophecies that I've sent to you read uh, you, you can use the channel the scroll if you don't want to read there are some prophecies there that i've updated or you can read some of the prophecies that i've sent through it's, it's we just need to pray praise god we just we just need to pray so watch leaders just organize the watch members and and from 6 a.m right up until saturday is it saturday yes saturday 6 a.m let us let us let us sacrifice and let us let us pray let us pray for our country um Acts chapter 12 are you there i want to ask several questions i want to answer several questions that I'm going to ask this evening and then uh, we will we'll conclude the meeting. Acts chapter 12 verse 1, Dear Lord, help us. Now, about that time, 
Herod the king. Now, you you remember, you know, the Spirit of God is not letting this go. Do do you remember what happened to Nigeria? Um, 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 Maybe you don't know what what happened recently uh, in Nigeria. There was a huge cry from the nation for for new blood, for, for new power, because the nation seemed to be stuck for years in old dogma and old ideologies that were being uh, pushed by these old political leaders and men of God all over, the biggest men of God in Nigeria began to speak and began to prophesy that this new one would be president that this new one was the one that God has chosen. This new one is going to be president. They, they spoke about the visions they saw. They began to they prophesied publicly, right? And I, 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 I'll, I can send you, I can send you the, some of the conversations I, I, I was having with uh, a brother of mine. And I said to him, you know, I'm seeing all these, and these are big men of God, big churches, like big, big churches biggest churches in the world and they were saying this guy is going to win this guy is going to win but every time i'd listen there would be there would be um and and an unsettling feeling in my spirit so i i i, I don't want to pray about it because it's not my jurisdiction right nigeria i don't live in nigeria nigeria is not my jurisdiction right but it concerned me because I, there was an unsettling thing in, in, in my spirit. And then, and then I perceived in the spirit of God that these, these and I said to this uh, a brother of mine, I said, Satan is about to have the biggest laugh in modern Christian history because some of these men command large platforms. And they've said that this guy is going to win, but in the spirit, he's not. God, God showed him he's not going to win. I perceive he's not going to win. And, and this will be a very, very embarrassing moment for the church. And election came, voting came, and the man didn't win. Now, I saw that it wasn't going to win, not because it was not God's will, right? But because there, was, there wasn't an understanding of the will of God. And the, the problem was that now these men of God were trying to enforce their will upon a nation. Now, these are big men of God. I respect most of them. But you see, in the spirit, you are either wrong or right. You, 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 you can't be on, it's either on the right or on the wrong. And it's important that you, you, you have the accuracy of the spirit. Now, what happened was that the old dog won and the new one that was being pushed fell. He did not win. And 
And that was emaciation of the enemy and an embarrassment to Christianity. Remember Prophet Mika, all the prophets were telling the king, go, you will win, go, you will win. And there was that one Mika. The king even didn't want to even hear from him, Micaiah, he, because everything he prophesied. So they brought him in and he said, tell me, what does the Lord say? Micaiah said, no, you will prosper. And then the king said, no, tell me the truth. And he says, that says the Lord. Because it's important that we, we don't try to fabricate God's, God's uh, uh, or the outcomes that we desire, but that we truly receive unfiltered revelation from the Spirit of God. Now I'm saying this to say that, that why did it not happen? It did not happen because the, the church in Nigeria, because of the groaning, because of, 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 of the deep suffering that they had undergone, were hoping that God would hear their cry and thus began now to enforce what they needed to do is they needed to seek God. They needed to seek God. They needed to pray. Same thing happened in the United States with Trump. God chose Trump, but Trump did not win the second term because people did not pray. So what should have happened did not happen because prophecy doesn't change the future. Prayer does. Prophecy predicts the future. It does not change it. It foretells the future. It does not change it. What prayer does is that it either changes that future or it makes it possible for the future to become a reality. But prophecy does not change the future. It only tells you, informs you of the future. And that's why prayer will never lose its relevance because it, it has the ability to shape the future, the ability to change the future. So there's a need for... And another problem is that the, the church in South Africa is not united. Remember, a kingdom, a, a kingdom divided cannot stand. It can't stand. So there's a lot of division. There's, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of division in the church in South Africa because and that's why there's a lack of a prophetic voice and prophetic direction because there's 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 no unity 
right? Everybody is seeking their own, the establishment of their own, the 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 expression of of their gift and and their talent. And, and and it's a major problem and that's why why it's there's so much spiritual degradation that's been happening but we need to pray and we're going to pray amen hallelujah let's read verse 12 let, let me answer the questions that I'm going to ask and then uh we'll You are in the valley of decision to go left or to go right. Which way to choose, you know not. But because of the pride of your heart, your eyes have been blinded. And behold, you are about to take a step in the wrong direction. But be warned, says the Spirit of God. For here there's a voice calling from the mountains of the Lord saying, stop, do not take that road. For it leads to suffering. It leads to penury. It leads to destruction and it leads to death. But oh, whom shall I send? The Spirit asked that he might warn this nation from taking a step in the wrong direction. How shall they hear? How shall they see? For their hearts have been hardened. But behold, says the Spirit of God, I'll put a thorn in her path. And surely the pain from the thorn shall bring her to attention. I asked the Spirit of God, Lord, what is this thorn that you would send in the path of this nation? And the Lord said to me, look. And I looked and I see a conspiracy, a scandal, the likes of which has never seen. For years, says the Spirit of God, I've told you that a book shall come out that shall expose the filth that takes place in the secret chambers of the political structures of this nation. And yea, says the Spirit of God, it is out. It, yes, it is out. 
Lord, what is the name of the book? I ask. And the Spirit of God says, power to truth. Power to truth. Power to truth. For in it, there is information that I will allow by my wind to spread across and it shall find the ears of the curious. For yes, says the Spirit of God, that information shall lead down a rabbit hole that shall uncover the foulest the most wicked of scandals that will rock from the highest head to the lowest in the chain of corruption. And the Lord said, this shall be the thorn and this is the thorn. And finally, there shall be grievance from the soul of this nation. And many shall ask, many shall cry, where shall we go? Whom may we trust? But the law says, at that time, when the cry of this nation comes up to me, I will call out and say, look, there is one from the mountains of Zion. There is one whom my spirit has endowed. One in whom my spirit has placed my words. And yes, says the Spirit of God. This one shall not come from a political background. In all safrana clearer under setra eager dangra sole, a fine crina sino sontradile caradie. But just like I did with the trumpet, she shall come from the wilderness. For ye have spoken to him, and now I'm bowling him. But oh, should not the thorn get the attention of this nation? He says, what is to come? Many will not be able to withstand. Is there hope? Is there hope? They ask. Oh, well, there is more hope than you can imagine. There is more hope than you think. But only I bring hope. Only I bring peace. And I call to them that are heavy laden. And I call them to come. And they shall find rest. This nation will not find rest until it finds me. This nation will not find rest until it comes to me. This nation will not find rest until it acknowledges me, says the Spirit of God. The valley of decision. Crossroads. To go left. To go right. 
you know not but the pride of your heart has blinded your eyes and deafened your ears now i will send thorns in your path hallelujah truth to power wow truth to power let me see truth to power published date here says May 2023 Ah uh, There are some things I I I saw now I I'm not at liberty to discuss There, there's there's a cover up a cover up there's a cover up you know when hey Something's about to happen. Implications. You know, I don't want to say too much now, but serious implications. Com- uh, complicit, complicitness, complicit. Some the president is complicit in something that's about it involves the death of a political figure someone that was close to him who died passed away and it was made to look like a sickness or a disease but some things are going to come up now because there's a doctor who did an autopsy because they tried they tried to let it pass but the family of this person exhumed the body to do an autopsy and they found some stuff he's going to come out is going to come the spirit of god you know the bible says that when the king of syria wondered who was spilling secrets that were being discussed in the chamber 
and 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 there was it's something of that sort i'm speaking in codes now but when it comes out you you will resonate hallelujah let's read this thing uh act chapter 12 i'm trying but i can't you can see i'm trying act chapter 12 verse 1 now that time herod you see uh South Africa prophetically is my is my base. It's it's my base prophetically, spiritually it's my base. If 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 and I say this with all humility, if there's is if there's anything to know about the future of this nation, you come to me. Because it's it's my base. The spirit of God has given me spiritual jurisdiction in the spirit over this nation, as a prophet to this nation. And that's why when 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 we start talking about matters concerning this nation, the spirit of the prophet rises within me. Hence, I can't really. I'm trying to go that way, but I really can't because I'm being drawn by the spirit into these into these things. So we we going to pray. We we will pray, okay? We will pray. Um here uh, Acts chapter 12. Acts chapter 12 verse 1. Now, about the time here the king stretched out his hand to arrest some from the church, right? L- look at this. Then he killed James. the brother of John with the sword now remember James is is the one that was with Jesus everywhere right along with the three there were the three it was James John and Peter right Peter James and John Jesus Jesus really brought them into his inner circle so these guys were part of Jesus inner circle right they they were the ones that they would mount transfiguration they saw Jesus transfigure so this man carried a, a, a lot of spiritual weight he carried a lot of spiritual weight he had weight he had a lot of spiritual weight because he 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 was he was the disciple one of the disciples that were closest to Jesus right remember they called him the sons of the bondages the sons of thunder they are the ones that came with their mother and asked to sit at the right and the left hand of Jesus Christ this this is that James right now notice how the king killed him don't don't underestimate the power political authority can wield political authority is powerful political authority is it's powerful in 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 the structures of society the 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 influence politics has over every strata of life is very 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 powerful and the bible says that Herod stretched out his hand to arrest some from the church then he, he killed James he killed James now the question i wanted to ask and i want to answer for you is did not James have 
this spiritual authority or this spiritual discretion to know that his life was in danger. And if that was the case, why didn't God not provide help? Why did God not intervene? Why would God allow such a strong, such a mighty spiritual asset to be killed? Imagine the investments that God had made in John. Imagine the investments that God had made in James to allow him to be killed like that. Why? The Bible says, Hero stretched out his hand to arrest some from the church. Then he killed James. You know, sometimes it is, it is very unfortunate that we wait until calamity strikes when we realize that we have a role and a responsibility to play. Now, when the church was being harassed, they did nothing. It's evident that they did not, nothing by what the Bible is going to tell us in a few verses. When the church killed James, because they probably thought, now nah, God's going to deliver us. Now, James is untouchable. These are one of the untouchables. Now, listen to this. Then he killed James, the brother of John with the sword. And because he saw that it pleased the Jews, he proceeded further to seize Peter also. So he seized Peter and he was going to kill Peter, the, the Pope of the church, the Pope of the first church. He, he, he held... Now, these are men with spiritual authority. These are men that had stature in the church, stature in the kingdom, the first apostles. And they were being handled like they were some weak men. They were being handled like they were nothing. They were being handled like, hey, these are, they're being handled politically. They were being handled. Where was their power? Where was their stature? These were men who filled people with the Holy Ghost. Peter's shadow healed people that were lame, people that were crippled. His shadow. These were men that exercised great power. But look how they are handled here. Helpless in the face of political power. Political power is, is very dangerous. It's very dangerous. Darius, Daniel was a man, was a prophet. He was a man of deep prayer. Yet be, be, because of his ties to political authority and his unwillingness to compromise, he was placed to die and the king could not help him. But I want to show you something here. I want to show you how powerful the, the prayers of the saints can be. That what the authority and the stature of one man cannot accomplish, the prayers of the multitude can accomplish in unison. Listen to this. So when he had arrested him, he put him in prison and he delivered him for four squads of soldiers, there were 16 to keep him, intending to bring him before the people after the Passover. So Peter was next in line to die. Peter was going to die tomorrow. He was going to die. The only reason why he didn't die because of Passover. It was a special holiday. 
So he was kept in prison. This time the church realized that, uh uh-oh, James was killed. What is the likelihood that Peter will not be killed? Peter will be killed. It's very high. He's going to die. And listen to what the, where the church turned to. The Bible says, but constant prayer was offered to God for him by the church. So it's clear that the reason why God did not stop the killing of James was because he was not asked to. There was no prayer that was offered. Hey, could it be the reason why things happen in your life that are unbecoming, that are not nice, that things that should not happen are happening? It's because the intervention of God is not called upon. The Bible says, but constant prayer was offered to God for him by the church. And when Herod was about to bring him out, that night, Peter was sleeping bound with two chains and the guards before the door were keeping the prison. Now behold, an angel of the Lord stood by him. Deliverance was provided for Peter after the church offered prayers to God. Deliverance was not provided for James because prayers were not offered to God. If you will pray, there are many things you will change. God will interrupt, will invade circumstances and situations. He will turn them around for your deliverance. And this is no different in your own life than it was in Peter's life. When all power, when all hope is lost, you turn to God. That means prayer is the only authority, is the only thing that can circumvent any political authority, any human authority, any governmental authority. Prayer transcends all of them. And prayer, we'll talk about this some other time. The constant prayers that were being offered to God activated angelic activity, accelerated angelic activity. While we were praying in these 12-hour sessions, I can assure you, angelic activity has been activated into your life. You heard the testimony of, of the dear sister whose, whose, brother, whose brother's life was saved. He was at the clutches of death. Wanted to kill him, about to kill him, but his life was saved. Why? Because we were praying. We were praying. We were praying. Prayer saves lives. Prayer delivers lives. Prayer protects lives. Let us pray tomorrow for our nation. Praise the Lord. I I hope you are blessed. Um, enjoy the rest of your evening. Watch leaders begin right now to organize yourself with your uh, group participants. Uh, God bless you. Thank you so much. Um, we will see each other tomorrow. Tomorrow, tomorrow we will pause. We will pause at seven um, to have the last um, meeting of the week to prepare for the last uh, for the next week for the last few days. Um, I love you guys. Uh, God bless you. Enjoy the rest of your evening. Good night.